Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror. Freddy, Jason, that statue of Jason in that lake in Minnesota. But who we're not familiar with the ones just outside the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. I think I've told it on here before, but when I saw Jaws as a kid, it scared the bejesus out of me. So much so that I couldn't take a bath without having my mom be in the bathroom with me. Because we had pipes underneath our tub, and if they claimed together, I thought Jaws was going to come out of the sink, and he was going to get me. It's a completely logical thing, and I was young enough to have my mom in the bathroom. It was totally fine. But that never happened. I was still scared. But I think if I had somebody to tell me that everything was going to be okay, to kind of give me the the yin and the yang of life, that even though there are pipes clanging underneath the tub, it could be Jaws, or it could be a beautiful song that you've never heard before. I didn't have that. But this week, I traveled all the way to Australia to get that when I talked to a Great Barrier Reef sponge. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, coming to you this week from a place very far away from where I'm usually coming to you from. I'm in Australia, and I'm at the Great Barrier Reef, and I've never done this before. I've had such an interest in the world around us, and I'm hoping to have a little bit of that, that mystery solved here. I'm talking to a sponge here at the Great Barrier Reef. Sponge, thanks for joining me. Welcome to my home. Uh, this place is incredible. I, I thank you so much for having me. It is the most beautiful place you can imagine. And if you have no imagination, then you could not even think about it. So, all right. I, I don't get a chance to talk to sponges very often. So let's let's just dispel all the rumors right away. A lot of people say being a sponge might be boring. There isn't a lot to do. You're kind of just sitting there. Is that true or is that just a, just a gross misunderstanding of, of what a sponge is? Who is saying this? You know, I think like just like kids who are studying sponges in high school and in college and you know, like they're, they're, they don't find ah. them to be really fun and, you know, ah. smart ass teenagers mostly. Well, I am honored to be discussed at all, but I will say this. I, I am only in one place and this place is all I know, but it is mm -hmm. a wonderful life to be able to um, appreciate what is happening around me. Um uh, it's a common, um, how do you say, um, in Greek we say Zen Buddhism. You know this? Yeah, yeah. That, we say that in, 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 uh, okay. in the States as well too, yeah. To be Zen is to be appreciating in the moment what is happening. I, to me, I have, I cannot move. So for me, I am having only to see and to appreciate. So to me, I am the Zen. There is a lot of beauty around us. I'm looking at just this beautiful water, and and it's tell just me what you see. Well, tell I, I'm me looking. What you see. I see. It's like very clear, but it kind of like descends into a little bit of darkness, which is very, very. It's very cool and also very scary because you don't realize how big this place is until you get here. Yes. There's a lot of green around us. There's like some nice green around us, which is nice. Any fish that you see, you tell me. I you know introduce what? you. Sponge, okay. I'm not smart enough to know their names, but I do like the big one over there, that big kind of like yellowish clear one. That one's very cool. That is a buoy. A buoy? Yes. Very cool. See, I, this is so great. I don't I don't get a proper education most times on this show. That medium-sized blue one over there is very cute. Yes, a buoy as well. So here is the trick. 
If the fish is round and it is above the water, that is a buoy. If the fish is shaped like a fish and is below the water, is a fish. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. So this is my this is my own ignorance coming in here because I don't I don't hang around here very often. But the buoy is beautiful. It's the buoy beautiful. is very beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Some of the nicest I've ever seen. Mm. So there does there's a lot of beauty here. There, you know, but from what I've read in books and what I've seen on you know documentaries, there's also a lot of you know darkness in the water. You know, the circle of life, the give and take. Um, you know, there's always a bigger fish, is a saying that's out there. So, how do you deal with the other side of the beauty of what can only be described as the horror of the, of the of the ocean and the water? It is suffering. It is unimaginable pain. I have lived for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. But I watch fish die every day. And you are, for being a human man, you know exactly when you say there is always a bigger fish, you are going to die. Yeah. If you are a fish in the reef, it is safe to say you are going to die tomorrow. This is how we live. And I'm glad you are here because I think I know what you want to talk about. And it is something that nobody wants to hear about because it is a massacre. Well, I think I know what you're referring to. And yeah, that's, that is kind of what I would like to talk about. And only in as much as you would like to talk about it. I witnessed a massacre and everybody who was alive now is dead. So I am the only one who can tell the story. And thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And thank you for for doing it. I know it can be it can be tough. That must be a lot for you to sit there and kind of grapple with what seems to be the gift of prolonged life. And while some things don't even get to enjoy the the beginning of life, that's gotta be a that's gotta be tough on your on your mind and your and your and your soul. There were two fish who were in love mm-hmm. and they had 100 eggs. One day, a long, skinny fish. In Greek, we say barracuda. Do you know this? Yeah, we say that in the States. I will just say skinny fish so I don't confuse you. A skinny fish came and he ate the mother, mm-hmm. and he eat all the eggs except yeah. for one. That's tough. Yeah, that's a, that's. Uh, I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to. How, I don't even know what to say. That's a family that's just been obliterated in the matter of moments. Everyone in the reef disappear, but I am a sponge. I cannot move. I cannot help. I scream mm-hmm. and I scream, but no one can hear. And ultimately, the fish that survived had great prowess. He was a good fish who Mm -hmm. lived a good life of adventure, and he had a relationship with his father that many people um, um, 
it takes strength from. So yeah. that is the thing that people want to remember. And that's what we want to talk about. We want to say, haha, Nemo, we found him. But nobody wants to talk about the massacre and what really happened. Well, let's talk about it now. I'm glad we can do this because you're right. I don't think a lot of people are willing to come face to face with the tragedy that that happened. So let's get into that. I I think we should. I, I would love to hear more about this brutality and horror that you witnessed. The skinny fish slapped the father clown in the face. Mm-hmm. And he and he died into the anemone. But he was not dead. He was concussed. Okay. Now, in depictions of the pic depictions in the when you tell the story, the father he woke up and all the babies are gone. The mother is gone. But I saw what happened. It did not happen quickly. The skinny fish killed the mother last. Oh my God. And he made her watch as he ate the eggs one by one. And he said something snarky after each egg. Jesus Christ. He said, he said like, mm, tastes like popcorn. Or he said like, that one was a girl. So it took about two hours, two hours, 45 Almost three Um, hours for this to happen? It took almost three hours for him to eat each egg and then sort of, he wanted to think of something original to say. You could tell. He probably thought, oh, this will be in a movie someday. Little does he know. Okay, that part's cut. Uh, But he basically made a comment and it, of course, the mother is, you know, at first crying, ultimately, uh, she's not, she's a husk of a fish. Sure. And then he chomped her. This, uh, I, I'm floored by this. This sounds horrible. I had no idea that it was even worse and more sadistic than we originally thought. And the worst part is the fish was funny. He was saying some funny things. Yeah. But he was eating the babies. Yeah. We, uh, I, I think I kind of understand that maybe a little bit, Sponge, because here on land, it, where I'm from, there was sort of a guy who was, he was in charge and he was just a real piece of shit. But occasionally he would say something funny and you really struggle with that because, you know, you know what's going on is bad, but you like to laugh. <laughs> Are you speaking of the king? <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm sorry. We don't have kings uh, where I'm from. No, I, that's, I'm not referring to a king. Ah, okay. America no have king. Okay. No, no, no. no. Last, I, last I'm hearing they're having the British king. So this is good to know. I like to keep aware geopolitically if I can. Thank you for telling me. I, no, of course. I, I, again, I'm just blown away by your thirst for knowledge and, you know, your, your, just the experience that you've had with the human emotions or not even human emotions, living emotions is, is remarkable. A sponge is alive and many people think is no alive, but it has, it is alive. I don't have skin. I don't have organs, but I can move. I can move. I can't move. I'm stuck to the rock, but I move my body 
and this is enough. Uh, I make egg, I make sperm, I do both. And then, you know, the sex happens in the water. Sure. Well, I was just going to, that kind of leads me into what I was going to ask you next. Where do you fall on the whole idea of having a family of your own? I can imagine that you must get lonely sometimes, but also seeing a family butchered like that, and again, the most horrific way possible would- what is butcher? Uh, like kill, like kill really like violently and, and you know, kind of grotesquely, like, you know, you butcher them. It's, uh, it's really hardcore. Yes. I saw the family butcher. Yeah. Hey. Thank you for teaching Of me. course, real quick. What about that purple fish over there? Is, is that a call or anything? Is that a buoy? That is Veronica. She is uh, recently married to a... Uh, uh, how do you okay in Greek we say um, clam? Oh, great! She's married to a clam. That's that's wonderful. See, I'm getting yes, there. I'm getting she's there. married to a clam. Uh, so yeah, I sent a present. What did you send? I sent a buoy. Of course you did. That's the perfect wedding gift. It's perfect. They love it. So, but does that does uh, that make yeah my children? Yeah, your children. I have children. I don't know who they are, where they are. Because of how I say the sperm and the egg, I produce them both. They go into the water, they mix or they don't mix. It's not up to mm-hmm. me. And then it floats. It floats. I don't know how far. I was once this thing too. Yes. And I floated very far. So I think I am... Um, a part of the world and the world is part of me. That's really beautiful. You know, that same guy I was referring to who would do horrible shit, but sometimes it'd be funny. He also spread his sperm around and doesn't really know a lot of his kids either. So I think there's a lot of similarities between our world and yours. Ah, maybe I can be the next American king. <laughs> I would say no butchering children. That's a great thing. Don't butcher. I think you would probably win on a platform like that. Do not butcher today. Do not do it tomorrow. So you, you don't know. You're, it's kind of an ambiguous thing about your children. They're, they You don't really know them. And, uh, you know, again, seeing that, what is that duality like? Seeing the beauty and the horror of the ocean, the ability to, to father a family, but to never really know it. What does that do to you? Like, does that impact you at all? I have found God and I have lost him. So it is a constant cycle for mm-hmm. me. I have produced things into the world, my sponges, that I cannot protect. But I ask you this, can you protect yours? Who can truly protect what we have? There will always be a skinny fish who is going to smack you down. And eat your wife. Yeah, I guess. uh... If not today, then tomorrow. And he's going to butcher your children. I guess. Yeah, you're right, Sponge. Nothing. You can't protect anybody or anything. But I think life is beautiful. Because if you look, there is a purple fish who is married to a clam. You cannot go to their wedding and say, this life is only suffering. Because you see the look on the face, on the face of the face when she sees the clam, 
clopping down the aisle. See, you're right. And you say, and you say there is something to live for, and that makes it worth it. You're right. That's the beauty I felt when I when I married my wife back on land. I felt that exact thing you just described, that there is something to live for. What type of animal is your wife? Oh, she's a human as well. Oh, really? Yeah, she's a human. Two humans. Primarily up on where I'm from, we stick to uh we, we stick to just other humans. Every time. <laughs> no, not every time. Every not every time. But I okay. primarily it's a lot of just human human marriage. It is very boring, huh? Is marriage boring in America? I think yes. <laughs> no, I no, 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 it's not. Well, I mean, not for me, it isn't. I, I, I won't speak for everybody, but not for me, it isn't. Do you have the same body? Everything the same? Not everything the same, but like, you know, you know the arms, legs, heads, butts, and all that stuff. That's all pretty much the same. What is different? Well, you know how, <laughs> you know how when you, when you create a family, you do it all internally? I shoot I shoot an egg into the sky. Not the sky, the sea, the sea. I shoot an egg and I shoot the sperm. And if the twain shall meet, then the baby goes. Yeah. So. See, we we don't do that individually. We kind of get together to do that. And it's super fun. Oh, okay. That part's (laughs) never boring. That part's really fun. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Very nice. I'm happy for you. I'll send you a buoy. Thank you. I would love a buoy. <laughs> I will send you a buoy and you'll say, is this a fish? <laughs> ah, I got you, Adam. Adam. You know what? I want to meet your wife. Well, Sponge. Be careful. I, I, I'm going to bring her here. You know what? I, I'm going to bring her here. We're going to come back and we're going to say hi. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Sponge, fantastic. I feel like even though, you know, something horrible happened, I feel like I have such a great positive outlook on the world. And even if I don't, that's okay too sometimes. And that's really because of you. Oh, I thank you. Uh, well, Sponge, thank you so much. I can't wait to get, I can't wait to introduce you to Allie. Ah, of course. And one day I will die. Sponge, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show is produced by myself, Nate DeFort, and Ryan Counts House, with editing done by Nate DeFort. Our original music was composed by Jesse Case with additional music by Dane Halverson. Our artwork was done by James Mulholland. And as always, we want to give a very special thank you to our old pal, Mark Nashon. I want to thank Claire McFadden for coming by and playing a sponge. If you want to know what Claire is up to, you can check her out on social media at CZ McFadden. And if you're in Chicago, catch her on the Second City main stage. If you like the show and you want to support us, go to www.patreon.com slash my neighbors are dead, where you can find new weekly bonus content only available to our Patreon patrons. If you have yet to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to do so now. It helps us grow and it helps new neighbors find the show. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at My Neighbors Are Dead and on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. Stop by, give us a follow, and share your favorite episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.